This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Did you know that God has designed a financial plan especially for you and that He guarantees amazing investment returns if you'll just follow the plan guidelines? He's so serious about this that He invites you to actually test Him to see if it works. Nowhere else in the Bible does He do that. Surprisingly, many Christians don't want to believe this amazing promise because they think it only involves money, which some worship, and trusting God, which some just refuse to do. In this anointed series entitled, Tithes and Offerings, God's Holy Instruments for Personal Prosperity, it quickly becomes evident that you can't outgive God. What life-changing truths you'll discover as Pastor Ray breaks open your understanding of the powerful encounter Abraham has with the high priest, Melchizedek. So be sure to tune in to all four powerful lessons of this amazing series, and you too will wonder, why wouldn't everyone want to tithe? Now we have been talking about the subject of prosperity. Very, very powerful, I believe, message and very, very important one. I'm endeavoring to teach, so sometimes it may seem a little dry and we may be, you know, giving a lot of scriptures and a lot of information, but you see, it's knowledge that's going to change your life. Don't, uh, don't you know, uh, push away knowledge or don't fight against knowledge. Receive knowledge because knowledge will change your life. And uh, sometimes, you know, church, often we want to come, we want to feel, we want to feel, we want to feel. Well, the Bible doesn't teach us to, wo- to walk by our feelings, but to walk by our faith. And, and, and we're not destroyed because of a lack of feelings, according to the Bible. We're destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. So we need knowledge. We need an increase of knowledge. So we've got to go to the Word of God and teach some things and learn some things to set down a foundation. Then we can kind of fly off of that and encourage. And, but a lot, of, a lot of folks that are here today and ha- are part of the ministry in this season that were, you're brand new. You haven't heard any of this. So I've got to take the time to teach it and to explain it the best that I can about prosperity. Um, and, and what God says about it. Now, for some of you, this would be, you know, you've heard it before. So this is like a, we're fertilizing what you already, what's already planted in your life and in your heart. But for others, this is a first time planting. You're just getting this for the very first time. So we want to take our time and go through the verses and make sure that we explain it so that everybody understands it. Now, today I'm going to talk about a little bit, and we'll see where we go about the subject of tithing tithing. Now, I know right away some of you are going to turn me off and say, oh, here we go. We're going to talk about money. Don't you talk about tithing every week? I do. I hit on it, but I don't get a chance to really get into it a little bit more. So, I want to get into it a little bit more and draw some parallels and show you some things from the Word of God. Now, let me just say this. At the onset of this uh, teaching today and subsequent teachings, I just want to make sure that everybody understands this. This is not a ploy to try to get money from you. Please put that out of your brain because I'm going to tell you right at the get-go, if you don't ever want to give a dime to this church or to this ministry, don't you ever worry about it. You can come and enjoy and receive and you can do whatever you want to do. If you don't want to give, you can put the money back in your pocket and take it home. Because what what I'm doing here and endeavoring to do is not to try to raise the finances of the church. What I'm trying to do is impart knowledge 
in the hopes that you're going to have a heart change about how you look at your money and how you look at the Word of God, understanding the principles that God has outlined in His Word, you're going to have a heart change. And you're not just going to bring money to the church, but you're going to bring your heart and attitude with it. Because God is not just looking for your money. He's looking for you. Your money is a representation, partly, of who you are, the work of your hands, the labor of your life, all that you invest. Your money represents you in what you do, your career, your business, your job, whatever it be. God doesn't just want your money. He wants you, and you includes your money. Like, like we sing songs, and we say, say, I give you my all and all and all. I give you everything, God, except my money. <laughs> but God wants all of you. Now, God has a financial plan, and it's a powerful plan, and it will set you free. It will cause you to begin to walk in the roads of prosperity, but you've got to understand the plan. And as we've already laid out, when I talk about prosperity, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about the full spectrum of prosperity. I'm talking about prospering in every area of your life, but we are talking about money. And today specifically, we're going to be talking about the tithe and the power of the tithe. Now, what's a tithe? The tithe is a tenth. So a tenth of what? Well, according to the word, we'll see what what God is requiring or what God is asking for is a tenth of our income, a tenth of our increase. Now, I know some of you right away say, oh, here he goes, talk about money. Makes you uncomfortable to talk about money. Don't be uncomfortable. Get knowledge. What you do with that knowledge is totally up to you. Nobody's putting any pressure on you. But I, as a pastor, have got to teach the full counsel of God's Word. I can't just tell you what you want to hear. I have to tell you what God says from the Word. Now, now, if I were you and I was you, or where you are many, many years ago, I would take the knowledge, and I did, and I went and studied it for myself. I prayed about it for myself. I talked to the Lord about it myself. I read more materials about it myself until I came to the conclusion that this is what God has outlined in his word. This is what he requires or this is what he asks. And these are the awesome blessings that go with it. If I expect to get the blessings, then I better do what God requires. If you want to walk in what God has, you got to do what God has asked you to do. Now, tithing should not be a scary thing because if you understand the principle of tithing, you'll understand how powerful it is and how God doesn't ask you to give something without Him promising to give you something back. There's, there's a blessing, a blessing attached to your tithing. So in, in Malachi chapter 3, it's uh, verse 8 where we want to go. We're going to go to verse 8 and we'll go down to verse 12. He says, will a man rob God? Wow, rob God. How do you like that? How do you rob God? And he says, and and God speaking here through the prophet, saying, yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? So he's already, you see, God through the prophet is already expressing to the people that you're doing this and you're not even aware that you're doing it. Because you you ask me, I say to you, you're robbing me. And your, your your reply to me is, but how am I robbing you? I'm praying. I'm going to temple. Back then, temple or church. I'm loving, I'm forgiving, I'm doing all of these things, but yet you say I'm robbing you. How am I robbing you? What am I robbing you? It was like a question that the people were asking and God already knew it. So through the prophet, he says, will a man rob God? And the people respond and say, how have we robbed you? And God answers back through the prophet and says, in tithes and offerings. 
in tithes and offerings. So what we learn from that verse right there is that there's, a, there's something called the tithe, which is 10% of our income, and there's something called the offering, which is above and beyond our tithing. And I would be happy if the church in, in general would learn how to just give tithes at this point. Let's not even get over into offerings. It would be wonderful if we could just see people begin to tithe into the work of God and, and, and offerings be something else down the road. But there is a difference between tithes, tithes and offerings. There's a tithe and there's an offering. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we get into it more so. So he says, in tithes and offerings. And he says, you're cursed with a curse for you have robbed me. And that simply means that, you know, I know that's like strong language. But the way I look at it is that when you don't tithe, you open yourself up to a lot of mishaps and a lot of trouble in, in your finances. And I, I look at this and I say that people who don't tithe and are having problems in, in their finances ought to go back to this verse and see that maybe the reason for your financial trouble is that you haven't learned to bless God with the tithe yet. See, I know people don't want to hear that because you want to be told everything is fine, everything's going to be good, you just love God and God loves you and everything's going to work out. And that is true, God loves you, you love God. But if you want to enter into the deep things, if you want to get the benefits of God's blessings in this level, then you've got to do it God's way. You've got to believe the Word of God and act according to the Word of God. That's how He set up the system. You're saved. You're going to heaven. No one's ever going to take that away from you. You can't buy your salvation. You can't buy blessings from God. And that, that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about entering into trust and, and a relationship with God, trusting Him to take care of you financially, to take care of your needs, to bring you out of debt, lack, and insufficiency, and into greater realms of abundance. How many of you want more abundance in your life? And you see, it goes back again that God wants all of you. God doesn't just want part of you. He wants, yes, He wants your love. Yes, He wants your attendance at church. Yes, He wants your worship. Yes, He, he wants your prayer uh, of commitment and faith. But He also wants your finances, your money involved. And I know that's tough. But it's the truth. When I first heard this many years ago, uh, I had the same kind of reaction that some of you are having. It's like, I, I don't know. I, this, is, this is, you know, I, I, I don't know if I can do this. But when I st started to study the Word of God and, and get greater understanding as to what God was requiring, and not only that, but the blessing that was attached to it, I said, I'd be a fool not to do this. I'd be an idiot not to uh, participate in God's financial plan. But when I came in contact with the Word of God and this principle, God's financial principles and God's financial plan, especially tithing and offerings, and I began to practice them, I began to see, not overnight. It didn't happen overnight. It was a slow process. Little by little, by little, by little, by little, by little, I began to see breakthrough, increase, growth, progress, prosperity beginning to come in all kinds of different ways didn't happen overnight. But, but I understood that this was God's plan, and I, I understood that I needed to get involved with it. And the minute I did, I began to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Can I get a better amen than that? So he says, bring the tithes into the storehouse, that there might be food in my house. So what does it mean to bring your tithe into the storehouse? Well, the storehouse is representative of a place where stuff is stored. It's a storehouse. It means that there's provision there. 
And it says, bring your tithe into the storehouse. So what the Bible is teaching is that your tithe needs to be in the place where you are getting your spiritual feeding. Where are you receiving on a weekly or daily basis? In other words, wherever you're taking from regularly is where you're supposed to be bringing your tithe. Because you can't just take without replenishing. What happens if you just keep taking? It eventually dries up and there's nothing left for anybody else. Because sometimes people ask that. They say to me, well, pastor, you know, can I split the tithe? You know, I I love your church and, and I really come here. This is where you're my pastor and this is the church that I attend on a regular basis. I come, I get a spiritual feeding here. This is my church. But, you know, I love these other ministries. So I take my tithe and I give you a portion and them a portion. That, first of all, it says bring the whole tithe, not a partial tithe. Right? So, so see, what we want to do is we want to take the tithe and we want to designate where the tithe goes. God has already told you where the tithe goes. The tithe goes into the storehouse, into the place that you call your spiritual home where you are receiving on a regular basis. If you're taking on a daily, weekly basis from that house, then that's where your tithe belongs because you're consuming its heat, its oxygen, its air conditioning, its bathrooms. You're using its paper towels. You're driving on its parking lot and wearing it down. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your tithe belongs in the storehouse where you're getting your weekly, daily, however it is, spiritual feeding. So you can't split the tithe. So let's do it the way God says to do it. Let's bring the, and notice it says bring the tithe. Bring the tithe, right? In other words, I'm supposed to come with the tithe. Now, you know, you're watching by internet today and that's fine. You, you brought it because you're here. But I'm supposed to be connected to the ministry. I'm supposed to show up once in a while. Sometimes, you know, the only time I see somebody is when they have a tragedy in their life. Say, well, I'm, you know, I do send my tithe. Well, that's great. You send your tithe. But God wants more than your tithe. He wants all of you. Not just part of you. Can I get a better amen than that? I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. All right. So bring the, the, the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. So there, there may be substance in the house of God because it takes money to run the house of God. So that there might be substance in the house of God. We bring the tithes. We bring the offerings. And the house of God is enriched so that we can not only do the stuff we need to do within the house, but that we can reach out and touch other ministries. Touch missionaries, help people do the work of the ministry out in the community. That takes money. So how do we accomplish that without God's people bringing in the tithe like God says? Because that's the purpose of the tithe. It's to come in so that there be meat or food or provision in the house so that we can continue to do the work of ministry. Can I get a better amen than that? That's the purpose of the tithe. Now, he goes on to say, bring all the tithes or the whole tithe, all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And now you see the only place in the Bible where God invites you to test him. You and I don't have a right to test God. Who am I to to put my fist up to God and say, well, I'll do this, but you have to do that. But here he says, he says, test me in this. In other words, try me. Just take me at my word. You do this and see what's going to come back into your life. 
and, and this is what he tells you is going to come back. He says, now you try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you, the, not the window of heaven, but the windows of heaven, that means multiple streams of blessing God has in store for you and for me. Not just one little trickle. He didn't say he's going to open up the window of heaven. He says he's going to open up windows so that multiple streams and levels and flows of blessing will come upon your life because you have honored God with the tithe. Powerful. Powerful. Try me. Test me, says the Lord. In other words, put me to the test and see what the outcome will be if you will dare to believe me and act upon my word by bringing the tithe into the storehouse and releasing it into the kingdom and into kingdom work. He said, try me. I will open up the windows. Not a window, but windows. Multiple streams of blessing coming upon your life. Multiple streams of blessing coming upon your life. He says, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out, not trickle out, but pour out for you such a blessing. Pour it out. In other words, it's going to flood your life in so many ways with blessing, increase, prosperity in every sense of the word. In other words, it's going to go well with you. One of the very, see, see, I don't know about you and I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like I was under a curse when it came to money and we didn't grow up with much. And my father tried all kinds of stuff to make a, make it, make it. He wasn't a lazy person, worked really hard, was up five o'clock in the morning, worked all day. That's all I ever saw my father work. That's how I spent time with my father. I worked with him. That's how I spent time. We never went on vacation until I came in contact with the word of God, until I came in contact with God's principles. Until I learned about tithing and giving offerings and, and learned what Jesus said about it, what the Bible said about it. And I, I started to trust God and started to tithe. And all of a sudden, I started to see the curse and, and, and the curse and the chains and the bondages of poverty, lack, want, and insufficiency start to break off of my life. And I started to walk into abundant harvest fields for the first time in my life. All because of the word of God. And you know, my brother-in-law said this many years ago, Chris, he said, you know, God was being very generous with us because he could have asked for 90% and told us to live on 10. But he's correct. He asked us to give 10. And you know what I learned over the years is that the 10th actually protects the 90. Now I've given way beyond my 10th for many, many years. I've given way above that many, many years, you know, different years, different things come up and I give differently. But consistently I've given tithe and offerings above the 10%. So that left me with 80, 75, whatever, whatever the number is. And it's interesting to me how as a result, I didn't suffer lack or insufficiency. As a matter of fact, I found that the more I gave, the more blessing was flowing into my life. Now, isn't that interesting? The more I released into the kingdom, the more I saw God releasing back into my life. So there is something to this principle of tithing. And you know, it's interesting. Can I just say this? Because it goes on to say, this is pretty powerful. Because I open up the windows of heaven that there will not room to take it, to receive it. And then look at verse 11. He says, for I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Now who's the devourer? Who? The enemy, the devil. Didn't Jesus say the thief, the thief, the thief, the thief, Satan, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, kill and destroy, right? He's the thief. 
Now, isn't it interesting how the enemy would try to squirrel up or to confuse the minds of believers on the situation or the principle, not the situation, but the principle of tithing? Why? Because when you tithe, according to what we just read, he said, you tithe, he rebukes the devourer. You tithe, he rebukes the devourer. You tithe, he rebukes the devourer. Let me say it again. You tithe, and he rebukes the devourer. Let me say it again, because some of you didn't get it. You tithe, he rebukes the devourer. Now, wouldn't it be a wonderful device in the plan of the enemy to try to convince you not to tithe? For whatever reason, you don't tithe. Why? Because if you don't tithe, the devourer doesn't get rebuked. He said, you tithe and I will rebuke the devourer. That's why I believe this subject of tithing is one that is so misunderstood and so you know, controversial and people, because you're talking about money and most people worship money, let's face it. Because if we didn't worship money, it wouldn't be a problem giving. It wouldn't be a problem just releasing it in, as God has outlined it. But because we, 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 we worship money, we're afraid and we, we don't want to and because money has a hold on you. Money's got a hold on you. We're more afraid of money or let me say this, the lack of money as we look to our future. When God has told you, you get involved in his financial plan. He said, windows, 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 not window, windows of heaven will be open upon you. And he's not dripping out. He's not spilling out. He's not dropping out. He's pouring out a blessing upon you in all kinds of ways. So it would seem, it would seem to me that it would, it would benefit the enemy to try to screw up people in the area of their understanding of tithing and put fear on their lives because he knows that when you tithe, he gets rebuked. And notice what the rebuke is. He said, I rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. That means your progress, your, your produce, your, your harvest, whatever it is. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in its field, says the Lord of hosts. So he's saying that, you know, he's going to rebuke the devourer so that the devourer is not going to get ahead of your prosperity and try to destroy it before it has a chance to really sprout and grow in your life. Now, notice what he says in verse 12, and all the nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Now, of course, the enemy doesn't want you to be called blessed. He doesn't want you to be blessed. Because if you're blessed, guess what? You get the blessing and God gets the glory and he does not want God to get the glory. So it would benefit him to try to squirrel you up in your understanding of tithing or get fearful about it or get in doubt and unbelief about it so that he's not rebuked, your progress is halted or not progressing at the level that it could in your life. And, and, and he knows that, that, you know, once he's got you there, he, he, he has succeeded in thwarting the plan of God for your life. And that's what he's all about. He's killing, he's stealing, he's destroying. He wants to cheat you. He cheated me in my younger days, cheated me and my family because we just didn't have the information. I wish someone had told me way back then. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.